I'm Jalisa Azare, and this is a special episode of On Deck with Young Musicians. In celebration of the 10th anniversary of the show, we're revisiting 10 episodes from that first season of On Deck with a series titled, Where Are They Now? Today, I'm chatting with violinist Emma Simmons. 10 years ago, we spoke to Emma about her decision to become a violinist. She's now 27, and today we'll talk with her more about the beauty of Baroque music and finding the power to advocate for herself as a queer neurodivergent artist. But first, here's Krista Wessel with an excerpt from that interview 10 years ago. So it sounds like you relatively recently made the decision to study music, to pursue music as a career. How, how recently did that switch get flipped in your head? At first, I uh, said that, well, I definitely want to do music, but maybe I'll do a double major in like um, international studies or something in languages or f- m- mostly do that, but have the, so that I would have a backup to music because I, I, I wasn't so sure that music would work out, um, but I wanted to have the security of something that I could actually sort of make a living off of. But uh, after the summer... At Interlochen, I was definite. just the experience of going there and being around people that were so like-minded and wanted to do music, and they were there because they wanted to be there, and they loved music, and I, I realized that I wanted to be there too, and I didn't want to sit in an office or, or do something like that. I mean, I wanted to be around music and people who loved music. So after the summer, I was very, very set on applying to music schools, and I narrowed down my college list and I wrote my my, um, college application essay, the main one that I used for most of my schools. I wrote it on um, my summer at Interlochen and just the experience that I had there. So it it was really, that to me was a deciding factor to focus solely on music. I am so glad that Emma made the decision to pursue being a violinist so the world can hear her beautiful music. I caught up with Emma to talk with her more about her thoughts on that interview and her career since then. What did you think when you listened to your past interview? It's weird to put myself back in the shoes of, gosh, yeah, 17-year-old me and hear all of the things that were of utmost importance to my teenage brain. Yeah, it, uh, there's a lot of similarities to who I am today, who I still am, but, uh, I could really hear the fear in my voice, Um, the fear of not being good enough, of not succeeding the right way. And I don't, I don't try to fit in that box anymore. I stopped playing that game a while ago. I learned it wasn't a game that was good for me and beneficial to me. I'm glad that, you know, 17 year old me was still trying to play by those rules and trying desperately to fit into those boxes. And as teenagers are kind of told that that's the only way forward, that's the only way to succeed. I'm very proud that I don't require that of myself anymore, that I've set my own standards standards of success and I'm much happier for it. I'm curious to know more about your music journey since your first interview with On Deck. How has that been? Yeah, so I, I think at the time of the interview, I had just completed my huge round of music school, conservatory, college auditions. I, uh, had you know, a number of schools to choose from. I decided to go to the Eastman School of Music. I started my degree there in the fall of 2014, and it became really clear to me really fast 
that I was not going to be happy there, that I was not going to succeed if I was that unhappy. So I dropped out just about halfway through my second semester. I'm happy and proud that I figured out that that was not the place for me. Uh, I continued my uh, undergraduate degree up in Bellingham, Washington. In some ways, I feel like I learned more in my four years in Bellingham than I have in so many of the other musical settings that have been, you know, with fantastic teachers and amazing players, very high level playing. But I think when I was in Bellingham, the assumption that you can say whatever you need to say kindly was new to me because that is not the standard in the classical music world by a long shot. Children are used to being, you know, criticized very harshly. And that works for some, you know, diamond being created out of pressure. Some people uh, thrive in that environment and others don't. And, you know, I figured out that I'm not one of those people. So that was a, a big stepping stone for me. So, yeah, lots of hard times. Um, but we keep going. As musicians, we just, we just keep going no matter the circumstances. And I don't know, I think I've, I think I've learned a lot along the way. And... I've been lucky to learn things that maybe the traditional path for classical musicians don't allow you to learn. I'm Jalisa Azare. You're listening to a special episode of On Deck with Young Musicians. In celebration of the 10th anniversary of the show, we're revisiting 10 episodes from the first season of On Deck with a series entitled, Where Are They Now? Today, I'm chatting with Emma Simmons, who when first interviewed was a 17-year-old who shared a passion to know cultures around the world and become a violinist. Now at 27, Emma is a talented violinist who is still passionate about classical music being inclusive to all people. I talk more with her about the beauty of Baroque music and she shares with young musicians how they can advocate for themselves. In your past interview, you mentioned that you loved to travel and you did it a lot. Do you still travel? How is that going? Yes, I absolutely love learning new cultures, learning new languages, traveling as much as I possibly can. Um, I have been in Italy uh, for a Baroque festival that was absolutely amazing. I was in Toronto this summer for the Tafel Music Baroque Institute. And I, I love just, you know, meeting people and musicians from all over the place and understanding what their worlds are like. Let's talk more about you performing with Baroque music. That is so unique. What do you love about playing Baroque music? Yeah, Baroque music is definitely becoming my niche. Um, I, you know, I love playing in orchestras. I love the romantic. I love contempt. I love it all, <laughs> truly. Whatever I'm playing is my favorite in that moment in time. But Baroque music does feel more free and more in line with my artistic goals, my aesthetic ideals. Baroque music is like uh, musical archaeology. You get to dig in to imagine what the body looked like around these bones, around these manuscript bones that you find in some old church's library covered in dust. And then you have to imagine how were their instruments? What, what were their tools? What were their lives like? There's so many elements that if you create a picture with all of them, it is kind of this rich world of storytelling that you get to go into worlds of the past and then bring it into the future and put your own voice into it a little bit. Because we can't always know exactly how they would have done it back then. I love that. I love that explanation. It created such a beautiful picture in my mind. I just imagined it like Indiana Jones, but broke style, and it was great. 
Less danger, thankfully. Very much. No booby traps. That you know of. That I know. <laughs> yep. Emma, what would you have liked for your younger self to know? And any other musician who is frustrated by the box they feel like they are in within classical music spaces? Your voice matters. Your artistic expression matters. It's about play, which is inherently fun. And don't ever let go of the feeling of play. As a, as a queer and neurodivergent person in somewhat socially conservative spaces, like the classical music world. Space is not always made for you, and the world is changing around us to make that better for neurodivergent queer people, anybody that is, you know, not maybe the standard, whatever that might be. But it, that's a conversation that I think really needs to start happening more in classical music. And music is for everybody, and if you feel excluded, take it. It's yours. <laughs> it's yours for the taking. That's violinist Emma Simmons, now 27 years old. She was a guest on the first season of On Deck with Young Musicians when she was 17. And the sixth guest we've revisited as a part of our Where Are They Now series, celebrating the 10th anniversary of the show. On Deck with Young Musicians is made possible in part by the Metropolitan Youth Symphony. Their season opening concert features music from animated classics, including Fantasia, My Neighbor Totoro, as well as orchestral suites from Beauty and the Beast and The Little Mermaid, with the organ symphony's Zach Galatis as the voice of Ursula. November 12th at the Arlie Schnitzer Concert Hall. Tickets available at playmys.org. I'm Jalisa Azare. You can hear this episode of On Deck and Emma's original episode from 2014 at allclassical.org. You can also subscribe to On Deck as a podcast. Our theme music was composed and performed by All Classical's young artist in residence, Amir Avsker. Thank you, Amir. Thanks for joining us on this special episode, and be sure to tune in next Saturday at 5 for another installment in our Where Are They Now series of On Deck with Young Musicians. <laughs>